he does not. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> well, what did yours say for it, Ashley? Ah! Oh, no. I even gave you a warning. It could be anything. Look in the room. Look at the room. Um, uh, uh, PF Candle Company. P P P N F. And welcome back to What's Your Safe Word. I am Amp, and today we have Ash Gabs. Do you prefer Ash, Ashley? What What is your preference? Ashley's fine. For I mean, my friends call oh, me Ash. You can call me Ash. Oh. And uh, today I have the wonderful comedian, as well as featured comedian on Netflix, Hulu, Comedy Central, and probably the most notable TikTok and the podcasting sphere with your lovely podcast, which I've been on before. We're having gay sex. So it's nice to see you again, but also, Ashley, I would love, because I always think people talk about themselves better than I ever could, a little elevator speech. Who are you? What do you do? And why are we having gay sex? Um, well, hey, first of all, you were phenomenal on my podcast. That's the first thing I'm going to say. Great episode. And uh, second of all, uh, I am, I'm Ashley Gavin. I'm a comedian and uh, make all kinds of comedy. And then started social media because um, you can't uh, be a, sex- a successful comedian without doing social media. And that turned into uh, making more queer-related but still comedy-first uh, content. That's what I would say. I'm, I'm a comedian disguised as a queer advocate content creator. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's how oh, I absolutely. describe myself. I, I well, but I love that, and and this is just an excerpt from your, your website, I, not my words that I'm making up. Um, <laughs> the only angry lesbian beloved by all is that accurate? Does I everyone so. love you? Okay, Every, okay. Because the thing that I love about doing comedy is people say to me, "Oh my god, like it must be so hard performing for straight people," and I'm like, actually, the opposite. I <laughs> love performing for straight people because they are just way less. They don't have expectations about what I'm supposed to be. They are they are learning new things and they are just laughing at jokes, whereas queer people come in with a lot of expectations and they're not necessarily there for comedy. Whereas when straight people see me, they're there for comedy. They don't even know who I am or what things are going to be. Whereas queer people are like, we're going to say all our pronouns and we're going to go around the circle and braid our pubic hair and then we're all going to finger each other. And I'm like, no, actually, this is a comedy show. So I, Wait, I've, yeah. You were at MIR last weekend, too? um and i was doing stand-up comedy and they all kept trying to fuck me and i was like please can i do my job um but but a lot of times my fans are new to comedy so they don't always know that my comedy is for everyone and i think it's the most responsible thing i can do for the queer community is make my comedy for everybody right like if I can do Absolutely. a joke about pronouns and make a boomer laugh about that, that is that is progress. Yeah, and I'm all, I mean, comedy is is the great equalizer in a lot of ways. Self-deprecating humor even better when you're able to kind of just laugh at yourself. But like I do think that there is that a lot of people come into a conversation or even content with a little bit of baggage. Like even mm-hmm. when I was like, "Hey, having fun woman lesbian comedian on podcast would love some questions." People were like, is that the pronouns and words they would like to use for themselves? And I'm like, well, first of all, they're a comedian. I think they can take a joke, but also like we have guests of all kinds of backgrounds and experiences. And I, I'm just happy to have a conversation. That's not always just about the gay yes. sex, you know, yes. the gay men having sex. So like, thanks for, first of all, being funny, being able to laugh at yourself and others um, and just being able to like roll with the punches. Cause like if, if listeners don't know, Ashley has a wonderful TikTok, big fan, big follower, and some of your comedy is not always well received, but the way that you interact with an audience, even when someone's not having fun with the joke, is always very kind and or at least funny and trying to trying to equalize the playing field, I think. Like, yeah. how do you do that? Well, sometimes, I mean, first of all, I will say when you look at a clip taken out of context, it does feel more aggressive than it actually it. I mean, there's yeah, two sides fair. of it, because on the one hand, no one should ever talk during a comedy show period full stop it is not helpful please don't do it that being said some of these clips you don't know the conversation between me and the person before the clip started so it might feel slightly more aggressive than it actually is which is definitely like a little bit of a social media trick whoopsie like i'm i'm kind of being a magician a little bit like i want clickbaiting yeah it's a little bit clickbaity because like 
you watch it and you're like, whoa, why are the first words out of that guy's mouth settle down in the middle of her set? Like, that's not what happened. You know what I mean? Like, we, you know, and uh, so I will say that. But yeah, every now and then there is a genuinely weird thing that happens on stage where even I'm like, oh, this is off-putting. Um, wait, I forget your question. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, no, no. You're totally like in the same wheelhouse. Of, I'm just like, how do you how do you manage people's expectations first? Make sure that you're still being entertaining, but yeah. like navigate a PC realm. Because like even I, whenever I make a joke, sometimes people are like, well, that's not funny or appropriate or taking into consideration the history of the gay queer scene. And I'm like, but it is. And like, let's have a conversation. But you can't always do that in a comedy show, you know? I have a voice that represents the audience. So I'm I'm highly attuned to what the audience is feeling. And so if I feel that they're feeling... So here's an example. I was talking to this dude in the audience. And uh, I knew he wasn't uh, totally white. Um, and I, you know, in the conversation, I was like, tell me about yourself. I think he sensed that I knew that he was not totally white. And he was like, well, I'm half Mexican and I'm I'm half Italian. And I was like, you know, I had a feeling that you were part mexican but if i had said that out loud my all-white audience would immediately immediately be like she said mexican so i'm pretty sure she's going to be racist which is an insane thing to say and ironically shows the discomfort of the uh, the white audience's discomfort with talking about race which is something mm-hmm. that we should be more comfortable talking about we should be more comfortable as you know as a white person i need to be comfortable you know talking about these things if i'm gonna learn i need to be okay with being wrong i need to be okay with learning and so what i'll do as a comedian is i will use the voice of the audience to have a conversation with myself to break that ice so does that Mm. sort of make sense oh absolutely like i i right there with you like i'm never right 100 percent of the time i make mistakes all the time but I much prefer when someone's like calling in to like have a conversation than like calling out to be like, you're wrong. I'm not going to let you talk. You can't listen or learn. You are a binary right or wrong person. There's no yeah. gray area. But right. on the internet, it's so exhausting. It's exhausting. Um, um, and on stage, I do get, I'm lucky that I get the opportunity to have a little more of a nuanced discussion, which you can't really do in a TikTok clip, which then no. sometimes leads to more viral behavior because you have people yelling at each other but in real life you do get to have the conversation you do get to say hey there's nothing wrong with saying i am white and he is half mexican there's nothing inherently wrong or you know like anti that that's no not one's being woke. harmed you know no one's being harmed yeah. in that i am white and he is you know, half Mexican. Like there's just these are no, facts. Yes, Let's these are just this is just the state of the you world. You might learn something. Right, yeah. exactly. And if you're applying discomfort to it, it's because you've been taught that this is inappropriate and we need to get rid of that. We need to just be human beings that can speak with one another. Oh, I love uncomfortable conversations. I'm uncomfortable all the time, regardless of the <laughs> sex toy being in my body or not. Like, let's just let's have uncomfortable conversations because we learn. We might yeah. open our eyes and our holes and like you might just you might you might have your your horizons broadened a bit yeah um but like i so like within this oh we're, we're touching on so many lovely things um i love this conversation so much already tiktok you are you are uh i would say a, a master of tiktok compared oh, to like you. myself That's so nice who has a measly like i think less than 100k i don't even know my numbers right now because i post so infrequently um but part of that is like and I, I'm curious to know your experience as well. Part of that is because I am literally shadow banned on every website, on every platform. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's exhausting. Instagram, I can't see my own comments half the time that people put on my <laughs> posts. Instagram, or no, on tic- Twitter, I can't see quote tweets anymore. I don't know why. Um, and TikTok, I feel like every other TikTok gets restricted or, or yeah. deleted yeah. because gay shit. Yeah. Even though we're always talking about sex ed or... Yeah, there was one. There was one where like you know what a flogger is, right? Yes. Like a, so I had a flogger in my hand and I was like shaking it around and I was like, I'm a top, look out! And I got deleted for sexual and nudity and I was just like, okay, I'm done. I'm done trying to be funny. How do you navigate that? Because TikTok seems like a nebulous like mind. I've had I had enormous trouble. I mean, like I was fully banned once because of panda 
panda porn. We were talking about panda porn <laughs> in, a, in a live stream. And, you know, I was dumb. I was new. And I was like, oh, it's open up the panda porn. And, dude, I don't even think anything sexual. Ha- I, first of all, it wasn't on screen. I was just reacting to it. And second of all, mm-hmm. I don't even think anything in the video had even happened yet. I, I think they were just, oh, I think TikTok heard, but you're my panda stepbrother. And they were like, nope. And, you know, like, you know, whatever. If you don't know what panda porn is, it, it's both. It has two definitions. It's both porn that of pandas to turn pandas on to get them to fuck each other because they won't fuck each other because pandas are they're quite fickle. Okay, so they're like a greedy bottom who's just slinging out in the sling all uh, the entire fucking sex party. Yes, they just, they're they just, just yeah. Okay, they're they're exhibitionists <laughs> in the sense that they're in a zoo and everyone's watching them, but there's no sex happening. So they created panda porn to get pandas to, um, it's procreate. Literally, porn of pandas for pandas. Pandas fucking to turn pandas on to fuck each other. So in theory, you could it's like a, <laughs> you could then film p- pandas watching pandas fucking fucking pandas watching fucking pandas. <laughs> but the funniest thing about this is that as soon as the pandemic hit, uh, the pandas got some privacy and started fucking again, and they didn't even need the porn. They just wanted a little alone oh, time. You 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 have to tell me that the panda porn was called like pandemic or something. <laughs> Like, come on. Pandemic porn. There you go. Um, But the other type of panda porn was to raise money for the pandas. And that was humans dressed up as pandas having sex to raise money for pandas. I didn't see the conversation going this way. And I'm so happy. It's Um, unbearable. But like. I yeah, I I apologize that this exists. I'm I'm the messenger. Uh, I'm I'm apologizing to my Google search person in advance because I'm adding this to my Google search list. Um, <laughs> and also, this this you know the podcast can now be called Panda Porn. Yes, that seems yeah. clickable. It's super yeah, <laughs> definitely. The, the, all the questions you wanted answers: How do pandas get turned on? What turns a panda on? But I got fully banned for that, and then I created a new account. Dang. And oh uh, wow, ha- went through a lot of you know, trying to find people to help me get rid of my community by the guideline violations, the whole thing. The number one thing you do learn from is just experience and you learn how to self-censor. Like now what I'm doing when I'm on stage and I know this is going to be a TikTok, I start to self-censor. I'll do, when you do a joke, they call it a tag. So you'll have like a setup, a punchline, and then some shorter punchlines that like Mm -hmm. kind of, play off the first setup i'm trying to think if there's like an example that i can give but yeah like callbacks you, you want to you give the person a journey yeah you you you'll you'll have multiple jokes punchlines on one setup and so if i've done a punchline and it's dirty i'll tag it with a clean version of b- b- slightly adjusting my language so that like oh that part i'll put on tiktok and i'll take the other one out um so you learn to self-censor you learn you know what what they think is graphic imagery versus not graphic you learn all kinds of creative ways to get around it just through horrible experience and a lot of creators never go through that horrible experience because you know they're, they're not, not queer they're not queer they're not making anything interesting <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah no 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 i you're dancing it's- it's easy to make dances. It's easy to go on the street and try to like sensationalize people's answers and make it like gotcha. Yeah. And then there's like trying to form a, an actual like well thought out perspective, opinion, or or take yeah. that yeah. makes you laugh and also teaches someone like oh shit, I'm homophobic or you know so yeah 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 maybe that's not the, or at the least takeaway, just but. is like interest like the more layered like there's there's yeah. something happening here and I'd like to know more about that. And see, even as you're like talking about it, just from like a, a production sort of standpoint, like when I'm filming a thing for like a YouTube or a, a podcast or doing Twitch stuff, like there's a certain part of your mind and tell me if you have this, like where you're doing it and you're like, okay, I need to say this again. But yeah. or you just said like a tag or yeah. as you're saying something, you're producing it in your head and being like, okay, now I need to drive at this conversation this way so that I can make this point. Right. Like, it's a skill that, and I know it frustrates my partner, Chris, who's currently not with us. RIP daddy. No, I'm kidding. 
He's just not feeling well. <laughs> you um, said that like he was currently dead. He is no, 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 not with us <laughs> currently. Currently, he has passed away, but will be back soon. He yeah. he is gone forever till a week from now. Yeah, I mean, like Jesus, he'll come in three days, right, and right, it exactly. would have been a good experience, you know. But like, there is a certain like producer brain that that I use when I'm doing things that I feel like sometimes, especially when I'm working with Daddy, like it frustrates him because he doesn't know what I'm thinking. Mm. And I'm already like three steps ahead of the conversation, making sure that we can right. get that proper question in or the editor, blah, 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 blah. Like I, I have nothing but respect for people who are able to do that and still make content that's funny and, and digestible. Like, how did you, where did you start? How did you learn where, what was your social media journey? Oh man. Uh, I was bad. The only thing I cared oh. about as a comedian <laughs> was being funny like i i had posted a couple things online i i had not yet i knew that social media was a job separate from being a comedian but i did not fully know what it looked like or what was required and so as a comedian i i you know i had a couple tv clips that i threw up on my youtube and they did fine or whatever but i i was not posting every day and then when the pandemic, because the, the only thing I cared about was being the funniest. And I had the delusion to believe that if I was the funniest, that the industry would reward me for that and give me the things that they gave to people who were also the funniest. What I did not realize is that is not how this shit works. They do not give it to the funniest. They give it to their friends and who they perceive to be in whatever social currency we have, the coolest or the whatever. And whoever has the best connections, yada, yada, yada. And I finally was having a fucking mental breakdown over being the funniest, but not getting anything like super upset. And I started to tape myself doing everything. And I was like, I am going to do this myself. And fortunately, there was like one comedian who, you know, straight, cis, white guy, not someone that I love his material but there was one comedian kind of doing it because he was also kind of pissed off at the world you know the comedy world and i was like i'm gonna do what that guy's doing because this other way is not working for me so i started taping everything everything and simultaneously i was carnival cruise line's first openly gay performer so i was doing that and i was starting to interact with people on stage in a way that I, I'd always been good on my feet on stage, but I was starting to interact with people in a way that I never had before because I was performing for half an hour, twice a night for people who had never met gay people and really <laughs> needed to, you know, it was very, it was just a really interesting, authentic, organic conversation. So those things are happening at the same time. The pandemic hits. I have hours of footage. I was like, Fuck it. This is it. This is the time. And I learned that some of those audience interactions from posting every day were the things that people were really gravitating towards. So I was like, that's where I kind of and then I got through posting, making mistakes, getting banned, yada, 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 seeing what went viral, seeing what didn't go viral. The only way you can do this is if you post every day. I don't know if you're your listeners are interested in being social media people. But the only, the only way to learn this is to post every day and to look at what's happening. Look at the data, look at the watch time, look at the comments, and you will start to understand the patterns of the human brain and why people watch what they watch. Yeah, that's smart. And it, I mean, I know the, the grind, quote unquote grind or the burnout. I mean, it's real. And some people have that wherewithal and some people don't. But if you're not... If you're not able to introspectively or even step back and look at the content you're creating or the stuff you're putting out there and being able to look at that and be like, oh, this does well, this doesn't, why, why not? Social media is a hard job. It's not as easy as just posting. No, no, it's not. And you can try and boil it. I should post every day at 2 p.m. No, that's not That's not what it is. That's not, a, I, if I use this hashtag, no, that's not gonna, no. Not a, disregard every blog you've ever read. Disregard it immediately. 
post your content and learn from the data that's being presented to you specifically about your content. That's the best advice I can give. Agreed. And as far as content goes, today's content would not be possible without today's sponsor, Manscaped. Now, there's no better way to start Valentine's Day than with a thoughtful gift that might get your rear in the new year. Or, well, don't, not this isn't about rears. Today's is about beards with Manscaped. And rather than hedge your bets, maybe you just need to fix up the hedge of your beard to bring your best face forward. Now, Manscaped, we've used them for many years to get our lawnmower 4.0, our weed whackers getting above and below the beard, but now we're actually focusing on the beard with the Beard Hedger Pro. And the Beard Hedger is one stroke, one guard, and 20 different adjustable lengths. So you can get a beard looking as nice and short as me or as thick and bushly like daddy. With over 7 million people trusting their bodies, their balls, and now their beards, so you too can get the entire Beard Hedger Pro kit, which comes with three free gifts, a brush, a comb, and scissors, and get 20% off with free shipping by using offer code WATTS20 at manscaped.com. Again, that's WATTS20 at manscaped.com. And don't forget those Valentine's Day gifts. Happy Valentine's Day. Agreed. So speaking of content, I'm curious, like, I, I we had nothing but a blast on your podcast last time we were there. We had a wonderful conversation. It was fun. It was sexy. It was kinky. But now that you're over here. Yes. <clears throat> Let's get into the, the nitty gritty of it all. Because we talked about like sex and kinks a little bit. But I'm curious if you're comfortable. What what is what 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 titillates you? What brings yeah. you to the kinky sex realm? Because like I, you talk I about other people all the time. Okay, I am comfortable. Okay. Um, obviously, nothing about my life is private. Uh, my whole <laughs> life well. is just <laughs> literally nothing. I mean, I really think the only thing people don't know about me is what my nipples look like. I mean, everything I do is on the fucking internet. You know what I mean? Like everything. Someone asked me and they were like, oh, can I see your Goodreads? I want to know what books you're reading. I was like, let me have something. Like, please <laughs> stop asking me about everything in my fucking life. Is it not enough that every week I come online and tell you about the gay sex that I had that week? Is that not enough? Whatever. So I, <laughs> what vegan restaurants should I go to in New York City? Fuck off, fuck off. No, sorry, that sounds so mean. They're really, my fans are wonderful. Um, <laughs> they just want to be friends. Um, and I love you so much, but let me have my, let me have my book and my vegan restaurant, okay? Please. <laughs> I'm messing around. But yeah, let's talk about, um, let's talk about my, <laughs> let's talk about my kinks. I think, well, um, do you have any? Like, what, yeah. what would you say? Well, uh, let me give you, I feel like you're going to be better at determining it because I'm going to be honest. I've never sat down and done a kink test. I've never, you know, explored my kinks in a thoughtful way. I have the oh. sex that I like and I kind of keep track in my mind that, of what I like and I talk to my partners about what they're into. But there's definitely... Like there's almost like a scientific method methodology to kink that I'm aware of that I have never participated in as mm -hmm. like in in re reflection on myself. But I am like aware of it. You know what I mean? Like I. Yeah. But like also I've taken every kink kink test that exists out there and they're all just. Eh. Yeah, sure. Like, sure. Like, it can, they can determine the thing you already know, which is like, oh, I love bondage or rope or I yeah. like being dominated or dominating. So I I've done like things with like I've I've gotten like a BDSM starter kit in the mail from a company and I've like tried it. Um, I think like uh, a couple things when I'm like new to a partner, I definitely have a more toppy energy and like can enjoy, you know, more aggressive, but not like we I never foray into pain, I would say. I, I would never, okay. like, I, I don't think I've ever, you know, like performative choking, I would say. No one's gasping for air when they're having sex with me. <laughs> they're like pretending to, you know what I mean? Like it's like, or a, mm -hmm. like, it's more of like a control thing. But on the flip side, when I really get to know somebody, then I'm more open into letting them be in control. And like, I've really enjoyed some edging like I with a partner that I've been really close with and letting them be in control in that way. Um, I've had my butt pinched in a really fun time one time that, and that kind of hurt Ooh. that one in pain, but I was the, you know, the the recipient. I think I will say the one thing that I 
uh, I do like enjoy praise. I definitely, oh. if I have, if I have a kink in the traditional sense, and I, mean, I think we all do, it's just like a spectrum of what we enjoy. Right. If Absolutely. I have a stronger kink, it's probably being told how great I am all the time. You're doing I, so well. I, I, Sorry, not to make it. No, I'm just like I'm, I'm reinforcing zoom, that you are doing so the well. Zoom, the zoom. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I like being told that I'm good at something or that I'm, you know, like, uh, no one's made me feel that way before. Or you're the only per, you know, like that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. That kind of. Oh, stuff. Oh, we literally just did a video on praise kink. And, I gotta and go because- watch it. Well, it literally like a week or so ago because it was something that was like up like 3000% on Google Trends and like I'm all for it. Like pleasure doming is a thing we've talked about before, but like praise kink because of TikTok was like blowing up in the Google Trends. And I was like, okay, let's talk about it. And even then, even when we were explaining like the overlap and why it makes sense, because like all kinks make sense when you think about it. Yeah, it's a it's a thing that you just your brain's wired a certain way. We're all kinky in some way, whether you call yeah. it a kink or not. Like that straight man in the front row of your show that's just wants nothing but boobs and tits in his life might have a boob kink, you know, like right, a breast exactly. kink. Like he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like praise kink makes so much sense because, I mean, we, if we have kinks for like erotic humiliation or even like making someone just feel embarrassed, that is a very similar pathway and feeling that on your emotions as praise kink. So like it makes total sense. But even then, some people are like, well, praise kink is nothing. Like, you're just telling people they're doing a good job. It's always been part of kink and sex. Like, well, in it actually reminds me of comedy in a weird way because, like, <laughs> <laughs> well, for social all, media, I, I all, love all social media. Right, exactly. People. I love doing a good job um, and being, you know, really good at what I do. That being said, even the craft of comedy, like, um, we say in comedy, like, Heinz is funnier than ketchup something there's something really f- interesting and funny and specific about spe- specificity so <laughs> sure you can say that i'm doing a good job but if you get into the nitty-gritty of how good i am and what specifically i'm doing that's gonna turn me on more than you know good work pal like you, you know <laughs> what i mean like there's something there's just there is a depth to it that you're dismissing by just being like well of course you want to be feeling like you're doing a good job you know what i mean i do i do and like again read every single article on praise kink and gratification kink and i was like i get it i really do but it's how to explain it to other people what can i ask you a weird question why is it similar to an embarrassment or um degradation like why is that yeah because you are you are using specific things that someone likes about themselves or a specific aspect that they're really good at or something that they like physically they, they're they just phenomenal and look great in this specific way. And you are honing in on the specific details that make that person. Sometimes it can be an uncomfortable part of the praise that makes you like, like you feel kind of like nervous or like, oh, oh, thank you. And so that can be like that overlap there. But more so in explaining it, I was like, well, if you guys are OK with like degradation or even an embarrassment kink or humiliation, you are literally honing in on a, an emotion that that person has, similar to like a praise, where you are telling them this part of them is great or bad or so sexy or they should be feel so bad because they're the best at it or they're the worst at it in a, in a, in a fun, sexy way, you know? Mm. Like there's mm. it, the way that you use someone's personal attributes in that way is very similar, I find. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I definitely, yeah. I think like now the opposite, I think if someone said that I wasn't funny in bed, I would fully just roll out of the bed and walk Aww. out and never call them. Like, I don't know that I could do the opposite. I don't know that I could be humiliated and be okay. Like, I, I do you think there's a stereotype? Sorry, now I'm like interviewing you and asking you. No, please, I love the turnabout. Let's go. Do you think there's like, um, do you think there's like a personality type that tends to gravitate towards humiliation versus praise. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I I need the validation. Like every part of my entire life needs validation. Like I, I, 
I have a bad relationship with my mom. That's at the core oh. of like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you're so thoughtful. I was just making a bit. I was like doing a bit. But like ultimately, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be a comedian if like my, you know, like my relationship with my mom was good. Like, like that's it. You know how that's that's how I was formed was through like needing to I was seeking praise like Absolutely. my whole life and getting really good at like tap dancing around my fucking house because I, <laughs> I wanted that praise. You know what I'm saying? I do. I think that I think that is, I mean, you can see it very often in like social media people influence influencers, whatever you want to call it, um, that those people are generally socially awkward or have some sort of like their social dynamics weren't always great as kids. And so they look for that validation online mm. or even like we see like high profile, you know, very successful business people who are always in control, love being dominated and right. being submissive, you know, right. it's kind of that. Sometimes it could be a, a flip of the coin, like the other side. Sometimes it can be just a way in which you are working through not as therapy, not as a replacement for therapy, but like a way you can work through some of those feelings or even trauma in such a way that it is a therapeutic feeling sensation. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. So, that, yeah. No, go on. Oh, no, I, there you go. Well, that's the thing. Like I think of myself as super type a, and a lot of, I think type a people can want to be dominated because they spend their whole fucking day just yeah. topping the shit out of life. So that when they get to bed, <laughs> they want to, they want to be dominated, but I'm not, well, <laughs> I don't need that exclusively. You know what I'm saying? I still want that yeah. praise, that praise stuff. But maybe I do. Hmm, interesting. And, and see, that's just it. There's no one we cookie cutter. Multitudes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> like I talk to people all the time that share their experiences, and it's completely different. But like, while the journey is very different, like the destination's the same. They want that praise or the humiliation or to be spanked, you know, or whatever. Um, yeah, but like, that's why, like, I am especially like, I want to kind of talk to you because as a gay man, I know the gay kinky side super, super mm. well, the gay deep, like dating scene, the gay grinder of it all, you know, all of our pitfalls. But like, what is something that is specific or maybe unique or something you notice about like the lesbian experience and dating in that regard that might surprise our listeners? I'm not sure if it'll surprise them or not, but I, the number one thing I get is how do I let a woman know or, you know, queer person know that I'm gay and interested because there is just an absolute dearth of women, queer women who are willing to make the first move. And I think like, you know, topping, quote unquote, whatever. Mm -hmm. it, it's such a weird thing in the when, when you have two people with vulvas and you're trying to talk about topping. Like it cut the whole top bottom thing stems from a patriarchal kind of understanding of gender and sex and body parts and stuff like that. So yes. it does not map perfectly, but I'm gonna try and use that terminology here. Like lesbians, queer women femmes, they just desperately want someone to take control of the situation and make the first move. And I think also in bed, like there's just like such a, when there is someone who's willing to take control, people are just like, thank fucking God. Because <laughs> there's, I, I don't, I have no idea what the gay male, you know, cis male community looks like in terms of demographically mapping, like who makes the first move and stuff like that. But with lesbians, it's like, oh my God, please will someone just, do something other than stare at each other from across the bar for 45 minutes like it's just it's it's so i just feel like you guys are so much more aggressive in a good way um yes and no i think that it's always a a, a non like a, a never-ending bottom pool and if you find a good top like it's it's nice but there's always more 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 bottoms and tops and so this the is tops universal you do find. Yeah, and I think it's a, people have just forced men to be tops and maybe they don't even want to fucking be tops like maybe maybe tops and maybe everyone is really a bottom at the end of the day. And and that's, yep. That's, and it's just certain people are stepping mm -hmm. up and being like, OK, I'll do the work. See, and I find that the, like the kink realm, like the, the kinksters, everyone is generally they have a preference to top or bottom, whatever. 
but everyone like identifies as verse so that you right. know that like hey if you're not gonna like man up or pussy up or whatever terminology up like i'm fine doing that like because everyone thinks right. that i'm this big old bottom because i have like the jokes of like i'm a top you know sure but like i love topping people i love yeah. making someone else feel good yeah you know and i'm good at it if you want if you tell me what you're into i'll make sure you're a dirty little <laughs> and then we'll just go from there that is an awesome trick by the way and i am <laughs> stealing that what you oh it's really did. easy so like i have my my bottom voice you know this and then i also have my top voice where i can just you know bring in the... what is this piece of equipment <laughs> i have a go xlr i stream so like having like i could also be uh, at the very bottom of the sex party help it's wet down here uh... <laughs> sydney sydney <laughs> I need this. Okay, I'll get Please it. Research this. Tell Alex. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it is the best. It is the best little tool that. I mean, you can just you can make yourself sound like you're a, a principal. Ashley, please report to the principal's office. <laughs> Ashley, please report to the. It, it's I one got, of my favorite. I'm in trouble for tools. harassing my science teacher. I had a science teacher oh, in the again? eighth grade that. Oh my god! I just—I was such a class clown. I couldn't stop, and he was weak. He was a little bottom. I was topping the whole class. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Smith. I don't know what he's doing now. I think he's still teaching. But anyway, anyway. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think then it is very similar. It is very similar. But I think women haven't necessarily been socialized to take up and take that dominant role in terms of driving the date driving the sex drive you know drive sort of moving everything and so we're you're at a disadvantage when when society mm -hmm. has just sort of said you you are submissive and you take a back seat in terms of romantic connection in any in any way and so it can make it a little bit difficult i mean like i'm I don't have that problem because I'm so gay. I couldn't function within normal society. So I had to learn all the things, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I, I, Oh, I get it. Yeah. Like our, our audience, half, half, half women, half men, you know, we don't have, of course, demographics for anyone in between. Cause Google's shit at representation that's online. Amazing that you have half women. That's yeah. amazing. I, I would die to have half men. On <laughs> but I think that's because, uh, and it's not just queer women it's a lot of straight women in our comments we see it all the time because they're like oh my boyfriend's not wanting to do this or that thank you for this video or my boyfriend doesn't know how to clean out thank god straight men don't know how to clean their asses blah 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 this is not my personal opinion this is just Listen, comments we get on a daily basis <laughs> i gotta say i've never prepared for that I've, I've had a finger in my butt that's about it okay okay so i've never really had to really you know yeah. so i'm just gonna say if you're not good at it, just know that I'm not good at it either. I, I don't know what I'm doing. And no one's good at it because we're not taught. I mean, high school, I was taught about condoms on bananas. Yeah. And then, yeah. Well, here you go. Throw you into the dating cesspool that was Seattle. Like, um, Anyway, all, that beside the point. But that does actually give me a good segue. Um, because I've got some questions here from our audience. Yes. Specifically for you. I love um, it. And... One of them is specific to cleaning out and an experience I had this week. So while I, I, I did have some gay sex, what happened before it might be a little bit uh, applicable to you and okay. your experience. Yeah. So I got home from from traveling. And, you know, when you're like gone for a while, like you yeah. get back and there might be like some spider webs here or there or like, you know, things happen. So yeah. I'm in my shower getting ready for the fun, sexy times. I've got my little like, do you know what a douche is? <laughs> In the bulb sense. I, I, I do understand what it is. I got to say, I've never seen one in the... Okay. okay. I've never... Yeah. Imagine like a little, a little like Nerf football that you squeeze, but you can like put water in it and it oh, goes I, into your Oh, I body. have had constipation. Oh, see, I've never used it for that. Uh, so I'm sure they're slightly different, but I have... Yeah. Have I had the unfortunate experience of squirting water up my asshole? Yeah. Cool. Well, have you ever had the unfortunate experience of getting ready for that, putting the bulb down in like the shower and a spider crawls out of it? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those stories that you get told as a kid, like 
when you're seven times a year, a spider, you'll swallow a spider because your mouth is open uh-huh. while you're asleep. And you believe that shit because you're yeah. a child. You're living the horror version of that. Like the yeah. real life. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Are I'm you fine. Spider-Man? Is this your origin story? Well, so, so I have a question. So here's our Q&A. Uh, I have a question from Aki who says, do you think if Amp douched with a spider juice, he'd become a spider gay? I do. I... <laughs> I I do think that you would that is a gay origin story, and mm. Spider Man, you know, Marvel is, get on it is clearly queer. Oh yeah, I mean, oh yeah, that's a Have gay seen the suit? costume. Yeah, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. bit by a radioactive spider. Okay, where? I mean, in the anus. Uh, power bottom like for all uh, literal power bottom because that's probably your, your power. he's always it's, doing stuff yeah. upside down mm-hmm, i don't know mm-hmm. feels kinky weird i've tried kissing someone upside down not fun um and i've been suspended a few times so <laughs> so yeah i'm gonna vote yes okay thank you um i have one from salt and ginger who actually asks do bachelor parties overrun lesbian bars well, there's only like four lesbian bars. Actually, not to side like answer the question, but like I recently watched a documentary. It was on like Vice or someone that was like all the gay, all the lesbian bars are just disappearing. Yes. Like yeah, how, a, how there's a nonprofit how? dedicated to preserving them like they're the Red Panda. We're an endangered species. <laughs> Have you guys tried playing uh, lesbian sex the for lesbians? <laughs> um <laughs> I, I no, I, I we should. Unfortunately, we can't figure out a way to procreate, which really, which really blows. <laughs> um, guaranteed, honestly, from God, because the way we U-Haul, if we were able to procreate, the whole world would just be overrun by lesbians. It would. So maybe that's uh, maybe that's a nature balancing itself out. But that's fair. We would knock I, I... the shit up out of each other. We oh, would absolutely. Just constantly be not knocked, be knocked up. Um, but, uh, we don't have a lot of lesbian bars and they are not overrun by any kind of straight experience. Oh, but also, yay, but also new at the same time, because bachelorette yeah. parties, I never get a finger in my ass while go-go dancing until a bachelorette party comes in the bar and I. You guys have women coming in and that oh, is yeah, this is, this is a constant. Me. Constant, Honestly, like we'll take, we'll take the women. I mean, she's about to, <laughs> she's in a vulnerable state. She, oh my god, she she's got she cold feet. Support, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would gladly take a lesbian or some bachelorette parties in a lesbian bar. Well, so like this is like I, I don't know about the discourse you see on your Twitter timeline every month, but that is one that constantly pops up. Is like women in bar and gay bars aren't allowed quote unquote i'm not saying that women are absolutely allowed regardless of being queer or not this is a safe space but you got to be respectful like that's the only thing is like got to be respectful got to be respectful at at any bar unfortunately that's not a part of straight of straight culture but uh sorry Uh, Ah, the the Um, queers are coming for the straight people um but i will say I think it's really funny that men don't show up at lesbian bars for their bachelor parties. I mean, they go to the strip club and stuff like that. But, like, it, it's interesting to me that there's never, in his, like, right in, I don't know if this has ever happened. I've never seen, I mean, to be fair, I'm not a big bar person, but I've never seen a group of men walk into the cubbyhole being like, I got to get, I want to see some women layered up. I don't want to see women take their clothes off. I want to see them put, put some flannel on. Like they they know that men know that it's not gonna be like a sexy time at the at the lesbian. This is actually a great bit at the lesbian bar because they're gonna walk in. Oh, we're gonna see some sick lesbian eye contact here tonight. <laughs> you are welcome to have that. Yeah, that's in really fact, funny. Fun side note, just as we're talking about this, I keep being reminded of it. Um, Miss Dress Leather, which is fetish bar or fetish store I used to work for full time, like designing shit um one of their if not top head designer that literally makes all of the designs all the dressings all the leather gear um is a butch femme lesbian oh really yeah who dresses all those toxic masculine guys and half the time they don't realize that the person they're talking to and being disrespectful to is literally the one that's going to make sure their stuff fits or not 
So that like great. I mean, I I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. And if you ever need some gear, Mr. S Leather, go check it out. Um, but let's let's fire through these questions because I don't want to take up too much time. Uh Pato the Cat asks, What type of beverage do you enjoy during sex? It's important to stay hydrated. Water. I mean seltzer. Maybe okay. if I'm feeling spicy. Specific flavor, like pomplamoose, key lime. Well, yeah, I'm a grapefruit gal. I like I also like strawberry. Um, if we've got black bubbly. raspberry, hmm? black raspberry is fine. <laughs> I would go with that. Have you had these calamansi seltzers? They're like four dollar seltzers. They are. That's extreme. a lot. It is. It's too much money. No one should be buying these. And I, I freak. I have them every now and then. They're really good. I don't know about okay. specifically for sex, but calamansi. What, hey, why like, not? Just don't douche with it. Definitely don't douche with it. Although the bubbles might help. Next question. <laughs> I, I had someone ask me once, bubbles related, um, if I've ever put water-based lube into a, a, a soda stream and used carbonated lube. And I, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my reaction. Like, why? Why? But also, I still kind of want to try it. Um, you should try it. I feel like you can more easily experiment on a penis. It, it like, sure. because the Outside. skin, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. Like uh, just on your, you know, just take a tiny little drop and put it. I mean, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but I would be very hesitant to put carbonation on my vulva. Like I, I, that's not oh, something sure. I want to try. But if you, if you can try it, I, I mean, yeah, okay. Uh, other possible title for podcasts: Don't carbonate your vulva. Don't carbonate oh, your vulva, kids. <laughs> There's no kids. Please, kids, turn this off. Kids, um, next question. <laughs> kids, get away. Kai asks, what's the most hilarious way you've ever been gal-palled by someone? And do people still use the term gal-pal? Um, my Aunt Bonnie maybe uses the term gal-pal. Uh, <laughs> I'm assuming this is like the friend zone. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Like okay. the most hilarious way you've ever been friend zoned. I have an incredible success rate, but I will tell you <laughs> oh. about a time I got friend zone horde. I've told it on oh. my podcast before. I'll do the like the abbreviated version because it's very funny. Um, but basically, I I went to my best friend's from childhood's wedding and had a big crush my since high school since I've known my friend uh, on her little sister's best friend, and she I knew she was going to be at the wedding, and I was so fucking stoked because we flirted all the time but we were very young and so you know nothing ever happened and closet yada 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 mm -hmm. got there flirting was intense i was so fucking stoked so i said to my friend who was also at the wedding hey she identifies as straight she's in this weird off again on again relationship i don't know what to do about this can you monitor us and if you see the flirting happening you just get up and walk away and i'll make my move so that i can feel confident in what i'm about to do so my friend's watching is like, this is spicy. So she gets up, she walks away. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, my move for a straight girl or someone whose situation I don't know how to read is, if it doesn't work, it's so embarrassing. But when it works, it's good. So what I, what I usually say, yeah, is there something happening here? <laughs> that's what i and i kind of do it funny like that <laughs> and then usually what i'll get back is a i don't know i mean i don't know that's what i usually <laughs> get back in this scenario i got what are you talking about and i was oh. like oh no and that should have been when i um stopped but i doubled down and i was like oh feels like there might be some some uh, flirty vibes yeah i think is how i said it and she was like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not gay. And I have a, a boyfriend or whatever. And I was like, cool, cool. Oh. Uh, I'm going to go walk into traffic now. Thank you so much for your time. Um, and, and uh, yeah, that was a pretty hard friend zone. Like oh. hard no, hard no. It's okay. She's not that, my person. Yeah. And there's many people out there or persons for you. And why are you flirting with women? Stop it. 
Sure. And then there's, oh, yeah, there have been, oh, I hate like the, the straight leaning guys that like to flirt with the gay guys just because, you know, they like the attention, which is like, yeah, but you know what you're doing. It's one of those things where it's like, yes, everyone likes flirting and we, we do flirt with each other. Like it's, it's a gray area, but I do think when you have a hard rule for, because you're not gay or you're not this or you're not that, that you're never going to, if it's a totally closed door, I don't think you should be doing it. Yeah. Or there's being friendly and there's flirting. Yeah. 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 I would say the other thing is like my best friend in the world is gay. I'm gay. He's, he's a man. Um, we're not going to have sex. So when we are, are being flirty, it's like clearly a bit. So you need to know you like the, the stakes need to be clear of what's happening. I think before you flirt with someone. Oh, agreed. And, and also like, I feel everyone needs to have a, just a generic class on like how to banter, how yes. to talk, yes. how to flirt. Yeah. Because as someone, we just did like two back to back weekends of things. I'm really good at small talk, and I'm sure you can relate as someone who talks for like a living part of the time, you know, making jokes, making people laugh. People are so bad and awkward at talking. And they really like, are. Just, just, just smile. Just talk about yourself a little bit. Have some fun. God. I'm not going to attack are, you. Yeah, some people are <laughs> just so, I mean, it's like pulling teeth. Literally. Um, so now, last but not least, Ashley, thank you, first of all, for being on today. I love you. I, I, the I so enjoy blown. this. Yeah, I know. Um, but we're not done yet. So I've got one last thing. Um, we are brought to you by BuzzFeed, the one place that is categorically known to specifically, probably maybe like 50% of the time, give you the proper answer in a test that they've given you with far too many options. And we are going to take the special everyone has a subconscious secret kink. It's time to find yours. Ashley, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm so excited. I've never done one of these quizzes, so I'm in. You've missed literally nothing, and I'm sorry <laughs> for the next five minutes. Okay, this test is pretty generic. It asks a question, and then it gives you literally every answer in the world. So I'm going to ask you a question. You kind of just give like a generic answer, and there's probably something on this list, and we're going to find your subconscious kink that you didn't know you had. Okay. Okay, so first of all, first of all, uh, favorite food. What, what would you say your favorite food is? Literally anything, because there's every option in this is list. Is it genre, or is it specific food item? Sure. I'll, so for this first one, like, this one shows, like, grilled chicken. It shows pasta, steak, mm. pizza, taco, Thai food, Indian food, Italian food, a burger, that kind of specifics. My comfort food is Chinese food. I would say oh, okay. dumplings are big for me. There's a dumpling Noodles right here. Noodles or fried mm -hmm. rice. Okay. Got a dumpling. Okay. okay favorite color? green we got green why this really is subconscious Apparently. um <laughs> why green i don't know feels like gender green. free like green oh, nature Peace. I like that. green room where i spend a Earthy. lot of my time yeah uh oh, oh good one okay this next one's a little interesting um they say love is an open door they're not they haven't written this um, but they ask to pick a door to walk through. So if you were to picture a door that you're going to walk through, what does it look like? Explain uh, it to me. It's, it's, it's white. Oh, okay. I have some white this doors This feels here. like I might be flirting with death. It has um, <laughs> like molding, like crown molding around the outside. It has those Ooh. four panels on the door. The four with the molding. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. I have one that has three panels. Is that okay? But it is a white door. And it has molding. Okay, let's do that one. Okay, okay. There's also an exit sign next to it. I'm not sure if that's part of it, but... Oh, I'm going to We'll die. find out. So, so... <laughs> Feels like death. When you were in high school, what were you like? And the kind of the specifics are like emo, sporty, queer kid, band kid, choir. Theater kid, if there's theater kid. Let me see. Class, and class clown, I would say, is another one. Musical theater kid, yep. Yeah, let's There's do that. no class clown. Okay. Okay. Ooh, this next one, your weakness. And it says things like anxiety, overwork, low self-esteem, oh, pick no. my energy. Yeah, pick me energy. If you refuse help, you're obsessive. 
how compulsive do you select liar? Okay. most of these things? I mean, not <laughs> compulsive liar, but yeah, I, anxiety is probably a good umbrella to okay. put most of my flaws. Again, this is this is all encompassing and uh, like definitive. This is definitive. This, yeah, this, this will determine the outcome of my life. The next uh, most attractive thing about a person for you. I mean, funny. Intelligence or funny? I have, yes, I have intelligence. Let's do that. Okay. Because intelligent people are usually funny, I find. And vice Agreed. versa. Yeah, to tell a joke, you have to be aware of a lot of things. You have to be able to like categorize what you're saying. Callbacks yeah. are important. Pick a movie setting. Now, the settings are like a castle, New York, on a boat, in the woods, it's gotta on a be ranch. New York. New York. Okay. Sorry, that's a big part of my personality. I mean, I, I also went with Chinese food, so got to go with New York. That's fair. I, it just, does New York have good Chinese? I've never actually had oh, Chinese yeah, food in New yeah, York. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. We have a big Chinese immigrant population. Also, we have a lot of Jews, myself included. Oh, Jews nice. love Chinese food. It's a stereotype that I'm realizing not everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, but now I do. Um, next question. What is your likely near future living situation and again like oh, a ditch is an option um your rich spouse's house apartment by yourself apartment with a friend dorm living hospice frat house the back of a shop i own i'm gonna say or I'm living gonna... uh, go ahead. sorry or, or i was gonna say or suburban house i would say apartment by myself which is what okay. i'm in now and unless something drastically changes in the next few months i which i can't foresee okay um, we're almost done. The plane is crashing. Who do oh you God. save? <laughs> yeah, a pregnant person, tattoo artist, a photographer, a barber, a baby in a hat. Am I gonna die? A doctor. <laughs> wow, well, I don't know. Cat lady. Um, a kid that offered you a hundred bucks or Santa. Oh my! God. Those are the only options. And I can only save. Sorry, I'm still stuck on no the logistics of how I save no, no. one person from a plane crash. But I, I mean, I guess I have a parachute. Yeah, and it can two, it can take two people, and of course you're doing yourself. Fuck everyone else. Again, pregnant person. So technically, two people were in the pregnant. Yeah, I, I'm leaning towards that pregnant person because you can save two people, but also turning down a baby or a child is also really difficult. You know, it's a baby in a hat. Specifically, it's literally labeled baby in a hat. Santa's also an interesting choice because he brings so much joy to so many people. That's fair. I, but I it's just a guy I'm, dressed as Santa. So you don't know if it's a real one. Oh, uh, that's true. Is kids don't listen. Santa's not real. Question, is yeah. Santa <laughs> real? Which, def, you know, definitely changes the outcome of what I'm going to do here. I would say I'd bring yeah, the okay. pregnant lady because I think I think okay. I think I'd be. Help doing the most help. Yeah, that's fair. Think of the future. And Santa is immortal, I think. So if it was a real Santa, he wouldn't die. Is it like an award-winning doctor? Is the doctor like working on a cure for cancer? The doctor that... picture has him looking at a phone and you don't even see his face. So he just seems kind of distant. Yeah, fuck that doctor. Like, yeah. where's your bedside mirror? Fuck him. Yeah. Yeah, let's don't go with the You shouldn't be on Twitter and when you're 28,000 no, feet in the air. No, the going down. Why aren't you calling yeah. a loved one? Jesus. I'm surprised he didn't have, like, influencer having a meltdown or something. Um, <laughs> I'm the influencer you... having a meltdown. <laughs> I'm like, I have to pick one of you. <laughs> you all die. Your first kiss is with a boy. Okay. Let me see if a boy My is bad. an option. Sad, sadly, a boy. That would be the option. Oh, uh, so the options are I'll just read these ones because these are kind of interesting. With someone you trust, doesn't matter who, uh, with anyone that'll make a crazy story, romantic, too much tongue. Oh, well. Slight smile emoji. Haven't had one. I can't. <laughs> that I, what? Hadn't had one. I count. Oh. Or too much teeth. Those are the options. I would say doesn't matter who because he was a boy and oh. I had no feeling in response to it other than I did it. I can tell people that I did it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I get that. My first kiss was eh, and it was with a, a middle school girlfriend in Catholic school. So. Right, exactly. It's like you did it because it needed to be done. 
and you needed and, people to know that you were straight. And so you exactly. had to kiss someone to 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 make that point. And you're excited because it's a kiss, but like not from your mom. A, right. A kiss happens between two people. But when a gay person straight kisses for the first time, it's really a one person experience. Like it's oh my like God. A, you know what I'm saying? Like it's like um, this was really I, for me. <laughs> I do, but I've never thought about it in that regard and being like, truly this is a my first act. straight kiss. Yeah. But also like a self-preservation act. Like you yes, were trying to survive. So you needed that kiss. Tim, on the other hand, I don't know what he thought of it, but fuck Tim. Or I could fuck Tim. You never know. You I mean, can he fuck might be gay now. I, yeah. He could be. I I I don't know. I hope I don't know. Okay, the last two questions are a little weird, but it says pick a dress. And then it just gives a bunch of different colors of dresses and types. If you were to wear a dress, and I'm not trying to force you to wear a dress, what kind of dress would you wear? This feels homophobic. Um well, the so next I'm question is leaving. Where- no, no, no. The next one's pick a suit. So, oh, so, so for the dress, I feel that I must go and drag. So I want to pick the floofiest, oh. most feminine, just princessy, high yeah. femme dress that we can go with. Because I have I'm not putting on a dress sincerely. So let's go okay. with full parody. Okay, I have full on gold gilded floofy spinning dress. I'm Belle, going for that one. Belle from Beauty and the Beast. That's what I want. Literally. Okay, and last but not least, pick a suit. What does your suit look like? I wore like a full tailored suit to a wedding for the first time recently. Um, Ooh. it was a powder blue suit, and I like fucking I looked good. Okay, I, I have powder really blue suit with like a little like tassel like hanky in your pocket. <laughs> so nineteen seventies. What else is there? Um, I've got a dark blue suit. I've got an emerald green, a red. Um, someone with like one of those like gangster hats on let's and do, a pink let's one. Let's do the 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 tuxedo from the seventies, the powder blue. Okay, we got it. Oh, okay, Ashley, are you ready for this? Oh no, your subconscious kink. You better get ready to put your foot down because you're in defeat. Let's go. I'm clapping, not jerking off. Um. Wow. Well done. I've done it. I've I've tickled some feet. Nice. Nice. So, Did you know? Bring it on. The pleasure the pleasure center of the brain is right next to like the part that controls your feet. So a lot of people are into feet generally because of the way our our own our own like brain is chemically wired. Yeah. 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 Fascinating. Yeah. Stuff. I've never had anyone touch my feet, and I'm not sure visually feet are the thing. Although when a little ankle. A little ankle or high heels are sexy, but oh. I I definitely have it. What what are you grimacing? You're supposed Sorry, to be. Sorry, I read the. You're supposed no, no, no. to be <laughs> sex positive. And I'm sex you're positive. You're grimacing I'm at my so... my foot fetish, <laughs> but that I just learned about, and I'm coming out as having a foot fetish. Okay, and you I'm sorry. Are I have a soul. Grimacing. I promise. No, no, no. I I have a soul. Um, okay. I I I'm I'm trying to help you nail this new foot fetish thing. But I just need to let you know that the definition says foot stuff. And then it says, maybe it's the smell. Maybe it's the dampness. But you just love them. That was, I mean, that was that, my premise. That is fair. To, <laughs> I'm not, not kink shaming. This person is kink shaming. This person <laughs> obviously has never held a dainty, delicate, little sexy foot Wow, what a great podcast. Oh, man. So glad we end on that note. <laughs> Ashley, thank you so much. for. No, I'm not trying to cut you off. But, no, but no. seriously, seriously, that was five minutes we'll never get back. So thank you for spending that five minutes with me. No, I, I loved every moment of it. And I'm new to the foot community. So please DM me if you're seeing <laughs> this and you're in defeat. And you want to give me some pointers or some index some pointer toes yeah if you want to get uh, some shrimping you know what that cocktail shrimp you know shrimping no did you want maybe we can that's that's that guy, that's how we can start your your podcast which is a great segue to say if people want to get into your dms and foot stuff where can they find you i'm at ash gavs <laughs> on most things but if you search ashley gavin like something will come up um i am a touring live performer this stuff is great but like this is not what pays the bills 
what pays the bills is stand up. So I would be so appreciative if you saw me live and I have a system that if you put in your zip code or your country, I'll text you when I'm in your area so that you can come and see me live. And it's the absolute nicest possible thing that you could do to support me is to give me your phone number. And I won't text you otherwise. I'll only text you when I'm in your area. You can do that on my website. Nice. And yeah. I'm Pup Amp. Pup Amp literally everywhere. Or what's the safe word on all the social media platforms? This has been What's Your Safe Word. Ashley, thank you so much for coming on today and talking and being silly. What a I, such an easy conversation to have with you. Like, I'm sure you so get like fun. some guests that are hard to talk to, but like you are so easy and fun. And thank you so much again. Yeah, I hate people, but I love you. Oh, and feet, and feet. We'll talk to y'all next time. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to have some gay sex. Are you ready? I am so ready. Oh, your cat's ready, too. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wait, what's his name? Fulton. Aww. And he's in almost every piece of content that I do. <laughs> Him specifically or just his asshole? Because cats love showing that off. His asshole. Much like me. His asshole. Aww. I actually don't allow any other part of his body to make it to the screen. So just pure, <laughs> pure asshole. And does he have a safe word? I... I, I... <laughs> I think he just said it. <laughs> <laughs>